Lord God, we thank you that you are God who speaks. Help us to be a people who listen. And um, Lord, may we hear your, we believe we will hear your spirit through your word today. Thank you for Tegan's preparation. Thank you for the word you've placed on her heart. Thank you for how this word is already working in her heart. And we pray that it will work in our heart as well as we hear it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hi, everybody. I have a question. Who wants to reach their full potential? Same, I do. But how do we reach our full potential when life knocks us down? Well, a guy named Nelson Mandela gives us a great example of how we can reach our full potential, which is to reach our full potential, we need to guard our thoughts. Nelson Mandela was a political activist who fought against racial segregation and racial inequality in South Africa. He was put into prison for 27 years where he was treated poorly because of the colour of his skin. When he was released in 1990, instead of letting the brokenness and the bitterness attack his thinking, he chose to focus on helping his country heal from the divisions that had been in place for many years. He then went on to win the Nobel Peace Prize in 1993 and then became the president of South Africa. He didn't let the attacks of his mind that he faced hold him back from reaching his full potential. Well, last year, and sort of this year, was the start of a bigger war of the mind for a lot of us. COVID hit, and if you were like me, my thoughts were not the greatest. I just started living by myself, and I felt very alone. On top of that, my, my nan, hi nan, um, she's watching online, um, was diagnosed with breast cancer and I couldn't leave my house to go and be with her because of the lockdown and also the fear that if I caught COVID, I would give it to her. My parents live four hours away as well and even then I couldn't go see them. I felt trapped, alone and helpless and I couldn't see God in the situation. In my pain, I didn't look to God because I was angry and hurting. And the lie of, if God loves me, why did this happen, started to grow in my mind. When the doubt of God's love started was when the enemy started work. My first point is, um, you've got your sheets on the... Um, your ta- uh, your seats, um, sheets on your seats. Um, so the first point is the devil wants to rob us of our potential by attacking our thinking. John um, chapter 8, verse 44 says, When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. The enemy is described as the father of lies. He doesn't want us to reach our full potential because he wants us to live our life feeling trapped, alone, bitter and hurt. He doesn't want us to notice the freedom and joy that God can give us and he will continue to convince us with lies to make that happen. 
I've been reading a book um, by a guy, a pastor named Craig Rochelle. He's an American pastor. Um, And his book is called Winning the War in Your Mind. And he states that Satan doesn't want us to believe in him, so he works subtly. He knows that if we ignore him, he can attack our minds. He can plant seeds of doubt, confusion, worry, depression, and anxiety that will continue to grow. If we continue to believe the lies and feed into that, we will not be living our, full, living our life to our full potential. And we will continue to live in the prison of lies instead of living in God's freedom. The enemy will use any event in our life to twist our minds to distract us from God's voice and God's plan for our life. And it's not just the bad events that he can use against us. It's also the good. So how do we fight against the lies that are running in our heads? How do we even know what is a lie and what is truth? We use the weapon that God has given us, the Bible. This leads me to my second point. To reach our, our potential, we need to take our thoughts captive. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 5 says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every claim that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. This verse reinforces that when we take our thoughts captive and test it against what God says about us, we can see where, our, where the lies are in our life and we can fight back. <sighs> How do we take our our thoughts captive um, is by doing a thought audit. Uh, In Craig Rochelle's book, he talks about having a thought audit um, because when we change the way we think, we change the way we live. He splits the audit into four parts. The first part is to take note of your thoughts through a normal day from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed and write them down on a piece of paper or record it on your phone. You need to be truthful with yourself um, about what you are thinking about because we can't change what we do not confront. The second thought audit is to look at your thoughts for the day and to test them against the question, um, some questions which are on your handouts. Some of the questions are for people at home. Are my thoughts tearing me down? Are my thoughts negative? Are my thoughts God-honouring? Are my thoughts peaceful? The third part is to identify the lies that you believe. When we do this, we can measure it against God's word because we can remove the lie and replace it with truth. Which leads into the fourth um, thought audit. We write the lie that we believe about ourselves, we replace it with the truth, and then we declare it over ourselves. I'll repeat that. We write the lie that we believe about ourselves, we replace it with the truth, and then we declare it over ourselves. 
To fight against the lies, we may have to repeat declaring the truth over ourselves and we may have to repeatedly read um, Bible verses to back it up when the doubt and lies come back in. Because I know for sometimes I, I go, oh, I'm not alone. And then the thought comes back in, I feel alone. Um, so I'll give you an example. Um, so when I start to feel lonely, I will take that thought and I will think, and think, am I really alone? Because in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, it says, Have I commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not, uh, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Then to declare it over myself, I make it personal. I may not have anyone around me now, but I'm not alone. My God is with me. This leads me to my final point. To reach our potential, we need to persevere. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 5 says, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. We need to persevere with guarding our minds because the attacks from the enemy are not going to be a one-off thing and it's not going to be a quick and easy process. Sorry, guys. It is going to be long and hard and it is going to be a daily battle. There may be lies in our life that have been spoken over us and or in our heads playing in the, playing a lot for a long time and that they have become deep ruts and it's going to take some time to work through them because as much as we want them to disappear overnight, they aren't. For myself, I still battle with my loneliness. It comes in waves and sometimes I can't shake the thought. But if I give up on fighting that lie, I will miss out on the good things that God is wanting, me to, wanting to give to me. It's hard and there are other battles in my mind that I am facing, which hurts a lot. But with the help of God's Word and some Christian mentors and friends, I can keep persevering towards the freedom and joy in God that I want. I'd like to invite the band up. <laughs> Thanks, Willie. <laughs> Nelson Mandela has a quote that he said after he was set free from prison. As I walk out the door toward the gate that would lead to my freedom, I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I'd still be in prison. If Nelson Mandela let the bitterness and hatred stay in his thinking, I don't think he would have achieved the things that he did. For some of us, we may not know the, um, of the freedom of God um, and we may not know God, we may not have a relationship with God and that's okay. But don't leave here today without doing it. <laughs> we may have lies of, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy of love or why would God choose to love me? Playing in our heads. 
Some of us may have been so distracted by the lies that have been playing over and over in our heads that we have lost focus of God and the joy that He gives us. I invite you into a time of reflection and prayer. While the band is playing, spend some time doing a thought audit and declaring God's truths over you. If you feel like you need to talk to someone about things you may be struggling with, there are people here that would love to sit with you and chat with you. You can come down to the front and pray at the mercy seats. Um, And we are happy to pray with you and pray for you as well.